welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. Wonderful what God is doing. And so um, they're getting the the baptismal tank ready. Amen. And so we're going to get her baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you just now finding out about this? Oh, well, praise God. Amen. Well, I don't mind if you run the aisles. That's fine. Numbers 13. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Amen. Uh, Numbers 13, and and they came unto the brook of Eshcol and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bear it between two upon a staff, and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. The place was called the brook of Eshcol because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And when they had came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them, told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Here's the proof. Amen. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the children uh, and the cities are walled and are very great. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, and the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. God said, go check out the land. They come back complaining about people. I, I just want to help us. It's easy to look at this city God's promised us and look at the condition of people and complain rather than the promise and believe. And now I'm about to give an altar call. Amen. Starting with me. It's very easy to do that. Amen. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we be well able to overcome it. But the men that went with him went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants and the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Amen. Notice they said, nevertheless. Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 4. Luke 5 and 4. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answered, said unto him, Master, we have told all the night. And have nothing, have taken nothing. Nevertheless, 
Everybody say, nevertheless. He said, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. Amen. We see two neverthelesses here. One nevertheless of we can't go and one that says I'll obey. And two total different outcomes. One more verse of scripture, Mark 14 and 35. And he went a little, and he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all these things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thy will. Amen. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thy will. Amen. I want to preach for a few minutes here today on this thought, the power of nonetheless. The power of nonetheless. Would you pray with me right now? Jesus, we thank you for your word. For it is anointed. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts today. That you would strengthen us. That you would let your spirit have free reign within us, oh God. I pray, Lord, that you would set free the captives. Let salvation flow into somebody's life. Let healing flow into somebody's body. Joy and strength and peace in the name of Jesus be imparted in the name of the Lord. Amen. And could we just clap our hands to the Lord for a moment? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Just tell the Lord how much you love him. Oh, we bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Look at somebody and tell them the power of nonetheless. Amen, you can be seated, praise God. In the English vocabulary, there are, are a handful of words that can change the entire context of a sentence. A conversation and even the outcome of an entire situation can be hinged upon a single word. When I was in high school as a young high school freshman, I remember being in English class and my teacher was teaching and I gave, and she asked me a question and I gave her a single word answer as I sighed that so, uh, you know, inconvenienced young person does. And I went, so? Her ensuing wrath informed me that in all of English grammar, few words had the ability to demonstrate laziness, ineptitude, or complete lack of respect more than the word so. And she called me an egotistical, erratic, obtrusive, derelict dolt. Wish we had more teachers doing that. Because then I had to go look up the words and write that I was that thing a hundred times a piece or something like that. In our text today, a single word has changed in a multitude of ways. Entire dialogues 
entire situations and would even change the entire world by simply the power of a single word, nevertheless. Everyone say, nevertheless. In the Old Testament, there are, there are three definitions given to this. In the Old Testament, the original Hebrew means, strangely enough, of the word nevertheless means a ceasing, an end, or a finality. In the New Testament Greek, in Luke's writing, the word nevertheless is used, and I quote from Thayer's Greek lexicon, says that it means after negative sentences, and it also means to serve a mark of transition to something new. In Mark's writing, however, nevertheless is used as, quote, in opposition to concession. It simply means that although the speaker does not want to yield or concede to the circumstances, they have submitted their own will through the power of nevertheless. And finally, from the American Heritage Dictionary, fourth edition, and this is as far as we're going to go in class today. In today's English grammar, the word nevertheless simply means in spite of all that. What I want to do this afternoon is point out to us, both as individuals and as a church body, the power and the strength that lies in one simple word, nevertheless. It resides power both positive and negative. It has the ability to take something from a negative and make it a positive or it has the power to take something from a positive and make it a negative. In our story in Numbers chapter 13, nevertheless changes a positive to a negative. The following story of the 12 spies and you'll discover that to a man, every one of them experienced the wonders of Canaan. Every one of them experienced the promise of God. Every one of them, their eyes beheld that God's word was true. It wasn't just Jacob and Caleb, or Joshua and Caleb that pulled down a bunch of grapes so big it took two of them to carry. It wasn't just Joshua and Caleb that ate the fruit of the land until juice was dripping off of their chins. It wasn't just them. However, in the tent of the ten spies, there was a nevertheless that changed that picture. It, it, they witnessed God's promise, but they could not trust his protection. Let me say that again. They witnessed God's promise, but they still couldn't trust God for his protection and his provision. God did not lead them to this point just to leave them wishing if only. I want you to be reminded that 85% of the spies had touched everything that God promised and saw that it was real. But 85% of them used the power of nevertheless to change a positive we saw it into a negative we can't get it I said they changed it from a positive of we saw it to a negative of we can't get it. Their attitude was, yes, there is plenty of promise in the land that we spied out. But in spite of all that, we're just not able to do it. It was this nevertheless that became an end, a ceasing, and a finality. It was this nevertheless that left them wandering in a wilderness in the shadow of God's promise for 40 years because they could not take 
take their nevertheless and make it a positive. They could only see the obstacles. They could only see the opposition. And when God was saying, I want you to step into it, they said, yes, God is good. Yes, he's worthy to be praised. Yes, he's a God of his word. He's promised us houses and I saw them. He's promised us vineyards and I ate from them. Nevertheless, the opposition is too great. The people are too strong. The houses are too expensive. The economy's too bad. The living expenses are too much. The politics are too sideways. I, I don't know that I, hey, if God has promised us a revival and he has and he is doing it right now, it doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter who's in Sacramento. It doesn't matter who's on the city council. All that matters is is God said it. Nevertheless, I'm gonna hold on to everything Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm going to preach what I feel in my spirit right now. I feel God moving in this place. Amen. Bless their little hearts. Amen. There's a lot of folks that are up packing and running right now because things are getting bad and the politics are weird and the gas is expensive and all of this kind of stuff. But there are some of us that God has called and said, I'm sending you to a land. I still believe, Brother Chase, God is going to give California one of the greatest end-time revivals this world has ever known. I'm going to stand flat-footed and say it again. I believe the Bay Area, I believe Vacaville is going to be an epicenter. I believe Woodland's going to be an epicenter of one of the greatest revivals this world has ever known. So I got to make sure my nevertheless puts it in the right direction. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, Sister Amaret in our Woodland campus said, I just keep feeling like something big's about to happen. I don't know what it is, but I feel like something big's about to happen. Had lunch with Brother Kurt the other day. He said the same thing. I've been feeling like something big's about, and I'm paraphrasing, something big's about to happen for Vacaville. Something big's about to happen. You see, people are picking up on the anticipation. They're looking out over the land and saying, mm-hmm, it's everything God said it would be. It's everything God promised would be. Are there going to be giants? Yeah. Are you going to have to fight? Yeah. Are there going to be tough days? Yeah. Nevertheless. Nevertheless, nevertheless, God has put his power within us to conquer any foe through the power of his spirit. Hey man, I, I, I got to hurry. Let me talk about the other nevertheless. Someone, uh, someone said, once said that it takes both a, a negative and positive to start a vehicle. And, and it does. But I, I'd rather just start with a positive. I, I choose. I choose to start out my choose not to start out my day looking at the headlines. Start out your day looking at the Bible. You read your Bible enough, you will be reading today's headlines. Wars and rumors of wars, pestilence, diseases in diverse places. Amen. It's all there. But I'm not gonna lose heart. I'm gonna look at it and say, nevertheless. 
spoke with somebody the other day, and I'm not going to mention who they were, but they said they've given up reading or watching the news for the last few months, and they're doing better than they've ever done. You want to know why? Because the news media, from the dingbats at MSNBC to the dingbats at Fox, all they're trying to do is keep you worked up, keep you angry, keep you mad, keep you troubled on every side, keep you perplexed, keep you distressed. But, Brother Chase, when you get in the Word of God, if you'll put more time in your Bible than you do into reading the headlines, you're going to get a nevertheless. This world's going crazy, but nevertheless. The economy's going down, but nevertheless. Sin's abounding, but nevertheless. Grace does much more abound. It's the power of the nevertheless. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I choose to start my day with a, I put some of y'all on a challenge. I don't know if y'all done it or not, but read a book of, read a chapter of Proverbs in the morning when you wake up. It'll start changing your outlook on stuff. Amen. Luke's recording of the miracle of the fishes, amen, is what we are experiencing, the power of a nevertheless. Not like the spies who took a nevertheless and made it from a positive to a negative, but they take a nevertheless and take it from a negative and make it into a positive. Simon Peter literally did not want to throw his nets out again. He had just spent the whole morning, all night fishing. He was a fisherman by trade. He knew the waters. He knew the currents. He knew the temperature, the time of day. His own expertise told him not to try and fish again. And even when he went as far as to inform the Lord Jesus, quote, we already done that. However, Simon Peter used the power of nevertheless to change a negative into a positive. You see, Simon had tasted of fruitility but trusted in the faithfulness of the master. Once again, it's the power of nevertheless. And when he said nevertheless, God did what God does. He said, Lord, we worked on these waters all night, lo- all night long and we ain't caught a blasted thing. But in spite of all that, in spite of my failures, in spite of my shortcomings, in spite of the times it didn't happen, nevertheless, and it was in that nevertheless, in the Greek form, that meant it served to mark a transition to something new. He went from casting his nets out the same old way to a nevertheless, I'll do it again, and the Bible said that he brought in a net full of fish so much that the nets began to break. I'm telling you, you need to change your nevertheless. We got to change our attitude of our nevertheless. My boss is a jerk, but nevertheless. I don't get along with my coworkers, but nevertheless. I need a raise, but nevertheless. Don't feel appreciated, but nevertheless. Come on, let me get down to where we live every day. Walk into a grocery store and don't want to make eye contact because it seems like there's more crazy folks and sane folk. Amen. And we walk in, don't want to make contact. We don't think anybody wants to know about God. We keep our nets in our pocket and we make sure to only unload them on Sunday and Wednesday night. But the Lord said, cast out your nets again. 
the Lord said cast out your nets again for there are many people in this city he has much people in this city he's looking for it nevertheless they, they turned me down for a Bible study last time but I'm looking at a nevertheless right there right now brother Jose and your mother amen because you invited her before you tried before and it didn't happen but there's a nevertheless right there there's a nevertheless sitting right there right now I know you've invited them. I know you've prayed for them. I know you've witnessed. You've asked them to come to your connect group. You've asked them to have a Bible study and they always say no, but the Lord's saying do it again. Do it again. Nevertheless, nevertheless. Oh, hallelujah. Amen, believe it or not, this is a record. I'm almost done. I feel God moving in this place. Matter of fact, matter of fact, they, they say that this quote is attributed to Albert Einstein, and we don't know if it is really him or not. There's much debate on it. But it simply says this. It says, the definition of, an insa- of insanity is what? Do the same things over and over again and expect different results. I believe there's a, there is some truth to that, but at the same time, what you talking about, Willis? How you going to know it's going to work if you quit doing what's supposed to make it work? If I flip the light switch a few times, but I keep on flipping it and it's not coming on, I don't go over and start licking doorknobs hoping the light will come on. Huh? If I'm fishing and I don't catch anything, I don't go to McDonald's and hope I catch a fish there. You just throw the line back in the water again. You see, our faith gets frustrated in the process of nevertheless. When we just keep praying, but we don't see the answer come. When we just keep believing, but we don't see the answer come. When we need a miracle in our body, but we don't get the healing. You know what I feel the Holy Ghost saying? Some of us, we need to get a nevertheless spirit in us. I know I've already prayed for my family to be saved, and it ain't happened yet. Matter of fact, it looks worse and worse. They're getting in all kinds a mess and in all kinds of trouble but nevertheless I need a healing in my body and things seem to get worse but nevertheless nevertheless look at somebody tell them nevertheless come on tell them nevertheless tell them nevertheless hey man I'm not going to let the enemy take my joy I'm not going to get frustrated and being faithful. I'm not going to be discouraged and doing right. I'm just going to keep on marching, Sister Cynthia, and saying, nevertheless, I didn't catch them today, but I'm going to toss my nets out again. I didn't get it yesterday, but today's a brand new day, and there's a power in nevertheless. Uh Look at somebody and say, nevertheless. Come on, tell them nevertheless. There's power in you nevertheless. Should have given up a long time ago, but. Been offended. People have hurt me. Doesn't take the hurt away, but it reaffirms my commitment. People betrayed me. Still got back problems. Still got sickness. 
still troubled on every side, but not distressed. Perplexed, but not pushed down. Not abandoned, not forsaken, not cast aside. Because after all I'm in right now, I've still got a nevertheless. I don't know when I'm coming out of it. I don't know when the depression will lift. I don't know when the healing's going to come. I don't know when the miracle's on its way. But I'm going to nevertheless my way through it. Nevertheless, I still believe. Nevertheless, I'll still trust God. It's the power of nevertheless. I'm going to close with this. It's Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane when he is about to give his life for me and for you. And he pleads and he says, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me. I'm going to show you the greatest power of the nevertheless. One nevertheless can put fish in the nets. But another nevertheless can change the whole world. When he said, I don't want to do it, if we can find another way around it, nevertheless, not my will, but your will. There's the nevertheless. There's a nevertheless that puts my flesh on the altar. There's a nevertheless that puts me back in alignment to the will of God. There's a nevertheless that fights against my own agenda. There's a nevertheless that goes against my own personality and my own character. That's when I have to lay down in a Gethsemane before I'm ever put on the cross. And I have to say, it's not my will. It's your will. It's not my life. It's your life. Nevertheless, there's power in your nevertheless today. Would you stand with me all over this house? I feel the Holy Ghost moving here right now. Some of you are nevertheless away from a great catch, a net full of fish. But there are some of you, you're nevertheless away from turning your world upside down and surrendering your will to the will of God by saying nevertheless, nevertheless, Lord, I don't want to do this anymore, but if it's what you will, I'll do it. It's one of the hardest prayers to pray. God, I don't want to put up with this person anymore, but nevertheless, I don't want to keep doing this anymore, but nevertheless, nevertheless, whatever you will, and not my will, my mind is exhausted, my flesh is weary, my spirit is bruised, but here I am in Gethsemane again, and I'm praying nevertheless, because I have never surrendered my life to you, that you have ever taken advantage of me, or abused me, or led me astray, so I'm coming today to say nevertheless, not thy will, my will, but your will be done. Would you lift your hands and just pray with me where you are right now? I feel the Holy Ghost just stirring in this atmosphere right now.
Hallelujah. There's, uh, there's power in the nevertheless right now. There's life-changing power in the nevertheless. If you're ready to give a nevertheless, I want you to meet me in this altar right now. If you're willing to pray nevertheless, I want you to meet me in this altar. In the name of Jesus, it's the power of nevertheless. It's the power of nevertheless. I give my life. I surrender myself to you, oh God. Come on, it's time to lay down in Gethsemane right now. I know you've been hurt. I know you've been bruised. I know you've been battered. I know people have taken advantage of you. Life has stepped on you. But nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Come on, he's moving right here, here, right now, right here, right now. It's the power of nevertheless. It's the power of surrender. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.